In a recent Playboy interview with actor Army Hammer, who's been accused of sexual violence and rape, by the way, he said that he was once a, quote, dominant lover, unquote, but that this sexual impulse had been curbed since he got married. I liked the grabbing of the neck and the hair and all that, he said, but then you get married and your sexual appetites change. I mean that for the better. It's not like I'm suffering in any way, but you can't really pull your wife's hair. It gets to a point where you say, I respect you too much to do these things that I kind of want to do. Um, okay, excuse me. Is there some kind of magical spell that gets cast when you say your vows that makes it so you can't pull your wife's hair? Maybe she wants to get her hair pulled regardless of her marital status. Ever thought of that? There are so many problematic things here to unpack. But the one that I want to cover this week is the last part of this quote. The I respect you too much to do these things that I want to do to you. This is a prime example of the Madonna whore complex, a concept that was first coined by Sigmund Freud. It's a bullshit reality women face, even all these generations later, that we are defined by our sexualities in one of two buckets, if you will. The Madonna or the pristine wife and or mother who deserves respect for her modesty or the whore, the slut, the one who you can degrade and dehumanize for an orgasm and a sense of power and control. It's garbage because women's sexuality exists entirely on a spectrum and anyone who tells you otherwise is fucking lying and trying to control it. I'm Sarah. My sexuality is the whole damn spectrum. This is Reclaiming and Girls to the Fucking Front. What's up, everyone? How are you? Welcome to Reclaiming, the weekly podcast where we spark a revolution from the inside out, a revolution from within, as my uh, idol, (laughs) Gloria Steinem, calls it. I'm Sarah. My pronouns are she, her. I am a writer, a witch, an artist, and a pole dancer in Los Angeles. And I'm so, so happy that you are here with us this week. If you're new, thank you so much for joining us, my love. I am so happy you are here. I started this project in January to share stories and topics that helped me start to reclaim all the shit that I absorbed from that Y2K era patriarchy in which I grew up. Purity culture, if you know, you know. (laughs) I've been chasing this inner revolution for seven years, doing some really fucking deep shadow work, finding out what energizes me. And honestly, I just want other women and femmes to know that they're not alone and that there is fucking more out there for you. And that this revolution starts inside each of us. And once we start fighting, we can never go back. We're just so fucking powerful together. And that's what scares the shit out of the patriarchy. (laughs) Anyway, please know also, um, if you're new, I am always available if you have questions, comments, concerns, stories, etc. I can't always respond to every DM on Instagram. You can find me at Reclaim Effing Everything, but I do reply to every email. So please feel free to start a chat with me. I'm a Gemini. I can chat for days, (laughs) as you can tell. You can reach out to me on the website at Reclaim Effing Everything. That's Reclaim E-F-F-I-N-G everything.com. If you aren't signed up for the newsletter, you can also do it there. I would highly recommend that you do. Uh, these kind of go hand in hand, the podcast and the newsletter. Again, that's Reclaim Effing Everything.com. Um, and I know there are a lot of new faces here. And we're just, again, so happy to have you. Um, like I said, Reclaim Effing Everything.com. Sign up for the newsletter. Can't wait to start this journey with you. And to our veteran reclaimers, hi, my loves. Oh, my sweet, sweet listeners. 
listeners. I love you so much. Welcome back. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here with me again this week. It means so much. I've told you before, it takes such a long time to put these podcast episodes together. It's such a labor of love. Each podcast episode takes about 10 hours um, from the like original conception to um, writing and researching and like reformatting and recording and editing. I do it all myself. I am a a team of one (laughs) and it's a labor of love, but it's just so important to me. And I am so grateful that you are here with me again this week. Thank you so, so, so much. I love you. Um, And I always ask this, but if you could please um, share this with your friends and maybe someone that might needs to hear it, I would be so grateful. Also, if you're new or are a veteran here. Um, I also say this every week. It would really help me if you went to um, Apple Podcasts or uh, Spotify or wherever you are listening to this, give this podcast a five-star rating and review. Um, We are at the whims. We content creators are at the whims of the algorithms. (laughs) It's unfortunately is what it is. Um, And algorithms are created by people, people with their own biases and their own, you know, like desires and, you know, ideas of what free fucking speech are. (laughs) So uh, I get shadow banned a lot um, and it helps a lot with the algorithm if I get um, reviews. So if you could go ahead and do that, that would be so amazing. I would appreciate it so much. Um, Yeah, I just want to make sure that the people that need to hear it can hear my work. So thank you. Let's dive into the Madonna Whore Complex. I actually wanted to talk about this for a while and I had it planned for this week. Um, So but then a friend mentioned something about it to me last week and it just kind of solidified my whole reasoning for it. I wanted it to come within a few weeks after the Lilith episode because I think Lilith is the ultimate fuck this to the Madonna Whore Complex. But alas, if you have not listened to that episode, I highly recommend doing that one next. It was a few weeks ago. Um, It's called Lilith the First or the Mother of Feminists. I think it's what it's called. Um, But I think most people that are listening to this probably have some kind of idea what the Madonna Horror Complex is. But let's talk about it from a feminist perspective. The concept really isn't new. It's played out in all kinds of like real life stories and fictions. It's the idea that a man will separate a woman or a femme into one of two buckets. The good girl Madonna to whom he won't treat as a sexual being or at least one that he can't degrade or be violent with or a whore, which is the kind of woman he will do all the things he wants to because she's not his wife. (laughs) Maybe that was a little bit of a loaded definition. So let's take a look um, at the background of this so we can get, get a little bit more nuanced with it. The Madonna whore complex was first coined by Sigmund Freud. As Freud put it, quote, where such men love, they have no desire and where they desire, they cannot love. The complex separates sex and love. It represents the dichotomy of the Madonna, a holy, virtuous, pure, and chaste woman, and then the whore, the promiscuous, seductive, and degraded woman. Freud had observed this strange dichotomy in his male patients who came to him complaining often that they didn't feel any sexual desire toward their wives as they did for the prostitutes they saw. The issue with this understanding of female sexuality is that it lies in this kind of of polarized perception of women in general as either good and chaste and Madonnas or bad and promiscuous seductive whores. The dichotomy divides women's humanity into two neat and tidy categories that don't overlap. That's the most important part. They don't overlap Madonnas and whores, the pure and the tainted, the nurturing and the depraved, 
the asexual and the sexual, the loved and respected versus the desired. This theory turns respect and attraction into mutually exclusive traits, which means you can't have both at the same time, according to this complex. You can't love and respect the person you desire and vice versa. Army Hammer's quote from the beginning of this episode, which apparently he made when he was drunk, he claimed later, is an illustration of this concept. In so many instances, heterosexual men find women either lovable or erotic, but never both together. Women can only ever be saints or sluts. The man who suffers from this complex finds it impossible to sexualize a woman once he's come to love her. Once a woman has been integrated into his life as the role of a respected partner, she loses her sexuality and must be treated only as a source of what I have seen described as benevolent maternalism. A Madonna, wife, mother, good girl, she lacks the threatening and chaotic element that is erotic power. And just the same, the man is unable to feel affection for the woman he just wants to fuck. He cannot ascribe a complex humanity to someone who is capable of arousing this reaction in him. The whore is just her sex organs, a walking sex doll, disposable and not worthy of his respect. I recalled this, um, my own experience with this phenomenon to my friend with a pain in my voice, as I could think back to that one moment that I became the quote wife character instead of someone who is living, breathing, a woman with her own needs. This woman doesn't need sex or good sex or wild sex. She's just that wife. And it's such a painful place to be in. And to be clear, this is absolutely not the marriage that I'm in currently, <laughs> but the Madonna whore complex isn't just saved for women after they get married. There's plenty of this dichotomy in the hetero dating scene. Men often say that they won't date women who have dated or slept with multiple people or who sleep with people on the first date. All of these misogynistic and arbitrary rules reveal that men regard women who explicitly express sexuality as undeserving of their respect and place women who are perceived as non-sexual, even if they are, on a pedestal in a dehumanizing manner. Women who embrace their sexual become hoes and not wifey material. And I will say, I really do like the reclamation of the word ho. I hope we all continue to take it back from these guys. But besides the misogyny and the way it separates women via our relationship to the man's desire only, the concept of a Madonna and a whore obliterates the vital understanding that our sexuality, feminine sexuality, exists on a spectrum. Instead, it equates abstinence with virtue, an outward expression of sex with a vice. And we know that those aren't the only two things that women are and that they can be both of those at once, right? And that there are about a gazillion other things that women are sexually infinite, really, within that sexual spectrum. And fuck anyone who tells us otherwise, especially the men. It's like, okay, thanks, guys. Thanks for telling me what my sexuality, my desires, my needs are in relation to how it's useful to you. It also brings back this whole concept of modesty and respectability, which is a completely made up construct imposed on us to control us rather than have anything to do with being modest. The Madonna whore concept requires a woman's modesty as a determinant of the respect she's owed, a determinant of how seriously people take her. And the implication that a woman who has liberated herself from this isn't worthy of respect and should just be kicked out, forgotten, shamed, made fun of, whispered about as if it does anything to harm those imposing this dichotomy other than intimidate and threaten their own understanding of sexuality and their lack of freedom with it. This is just another angle of the harm of purity culture, which gives conservative religious groups refuge in the control and indoctrination that they exercise over young girls and their bedroom habits.
The Madonna Horror Complex shames women who want to be desired and makes it an either or. It presents women with only one option. Okay, go ahead and like sex, but you're not the kind of woman I'll bring home to mom then. We'll have a great fucking night, though. Don't get me wrong. And it tells women who love these men that I'll never fuck you like the girl I'm fucking in my head. The one from that one night or the girl in my office or what the fuck ever. It's such a absolute mindfuck for women and it's real and I've experienced it. And so many women I know have also experienced it in one way or another. The guys who impose the Madonna whore complex are never really beacons of respectability and modesty in their own right either. And it just grosses me out to think of how these guys must have treated women that they did just fuck. The ones that they didn't deem worthy of the respect of marriage and weren't wifey material. What about those women before the wife? The Madonna whore complex and the men that ascribe to it suggest in short that basic humanity is denied to those women. They're not human. So anything goes. Now, these are ripe conditions for some really fucked up shit. These are ripe conditions for sexual violence, sexual harassment, and sexual abuse. I read one quote about this that I liked. Men love the Madonna because they enjoy control and men love the whore because they benefit from this exploitation. But in the grandiose sense of human chronology, these men do not love women at all. By reducing women to their sexual activity, the people who truly believe in this Madonna whore separation deny the personhood and render the women as simple objects under the male gaze. Women are reduced to our bodies, sexual desirability, capacity, or degree of modesty and chastity of that benevolent maternalism. Second, in the Madonna whore complex, female sexuality is viewed as something that is intrinsically degrading and disrespectful. If women choose to partake in sexual activity outside of the patriarchy's heteronormative like control or act in any kind of a sexual way, they're quote, disrespecting themselves. And by that logic, ought to lose respect in the eyes of others. <laughs> why? Like, what the actual fuck? Why? If I don't respect them, then no one should respect them. Fuck all the way off with that. That was such something that I experienced in the church. It's like those women don't respect themselves, so you shouldn't respect them either. It's such bullshit. Reducing women to this one or the other framing becomes especially salient when we consider the treatment of two groups of women that are particularly over overtly hypersexualized and fetishized black women and trans women. And if you want to read more about how this complex has affected black women, I highly recommend Ain't I a Woman by Bell Hooks. I'm currently reading it. I'll link it in the show notes. And the first chapters, um, Bell Hooks, she goes over the history of the sexualization of black girls and young women um, in contrast to the perceived innocence of and purity of whiteness. The sexualization of black women extends back to the days of enslavement through the Jezebel trope and the description of black women as, quote, animalistic with uncontrollable sexual appetites. Later, black women were used in sideshows and further sexualized for performances. Another good example of this is in Heather Radke's book, Butts, A Backstory. Black women experience a heinous amount of sexual violence. Beginning in childhood, one in four black girls will be sexually abused before the age of 18, and one in five black women are survivors of rape. So the Madonna whore complex not only affects black women in the dating worlds because they're placed in this default category of whore in opposition to white women, but it also offers an explanation for the disproportionate violence that black women face. This can be attributed to that very deeply ingrained Madonna whore complex where white women are basically automatically by default, unless they're 
really overtly Jezebel-like, really by default, given that Madonna pure chest um, bucket and black women have historically been lumped into the horror Jezebel bucket as well. Another group of women that is hypersexualized and fetishized as a whore in the Madonna whore complex, which leaves them at risk for sexual violence, is trans women whose bodies are often objectified because of their sexualization in the media and in porn. As we've seen with the Madonna whore complex, trans women's sexualization means that men regard them as desirable, but not worthy of respect. This becomes even more dangerous when cis men pursue trans women romantically because they already view trans women as hypersexual and open to advances. And then when trans women reject cis men, entitlement can lead to sexual violence and even the deaths of trans women. There's a bigger note here about sexual violence and how the Madonna horror complex gives it a foundation and a green light for violence against the quote unquote whores, but also physical violence in the realm of protecting the Madonnas, which also has a very racist backstory. Think Emmett Till or even fiction in To Kill a Mockingbird, where a black man or boy is killed for being accused of attacking a pure, quote unquote, pure white woman, Madonna. It's a deeply violent dichotomy, one that does far more than pit women against each other. It puts black and trans folks in harm's way directly. The continual demonization of female promiscuity, the ongoing slut shaming and rape culture and all of its horrifying dismissiveness are the products of the Madonna whore complex. It's just simply an identifiable manifestation of men's fear of women's power and our sexual prowess as the two are linked. Our sex, our sexuality, our bodies, my loves, our power, and men are so fucking afraid of that. There's a lot of psychoanalytical bullshit that's passed around too, especially in the mainstream or in the church, ideas like men have higher sex drives, etc. None of that is true or real or what I'm going to talk about today, but let's just take this to the feminine feminist extreme and say this. The Madonna whore complex is the patriarchy's attempt to keep us divided because if we're divided, we cannot rise up together to fight it. A quick little addendum here. Yes, I've been in a few long-term relationships and I can tell you that the longer your relationship goes on, sure, the less you have to discover and the less sexual drive you might feel. This is a true thing in relationships. I've experienced it firsthand. I think it says a lot about our whole, you know, system of monogamy and the heteronormative situation we have going on. That's a bigger topic, one that I absolutely will cover. This is a true thing in relationships that I've experienced firsthand. Still, it's not an excuse to blame shitty behavior on and reinforce this hierarchy. It is not a reason to cheat, to have affairs, emotional or sexual or otherwise. I've experienced men using this Madonna whore complex as a cover to be shady and cheat. It's bullshit. And my love, you do not need to stand for it. You are a sexual being. You may be asexual. That's okay too. And your sexuality is not contingent on your relationship status or the number of partners you have, or if you are married or not. Your sexuality is its own force, my love. It's power and it scares me men and it scares the patriarchy. And that's why we are put into these binaries that we do not fit in. I want to be loved and lusted after. I want to be a nurturer and a dom. And I want to be all those things on the spectrum. And that's okay. One thing that I don't have experience in, but would love to talk to someone who does is how the Madonna whore complex becomes so prevalent after a woman gives birth. Many women can identify with feeling unsexy once they have a child as their body usually changes so drastically and their once sexual organs are now doing their life-giving duties of sustaining a new human being, which is exactly what they're fucking designed to do. That is probably because their partner who once sexually desired them now sees 
sees them as the mother and indeed the Madonna. They may neglect her needs and indeed demonstrate their completely skewed perception of women. Let's look at one quick version of this dichotomy in pop culture. The movie that best epitomizes this complex is the movie Grease. The film reinforces that the world only has room for two kinds of women, the Rizzos and the Sandys. Rizzo versus Sandy is a classic case of the Madonna horror complex, yet another example of our culture classifying women purely by their sexual history or lack thereof. And to a degree, both of them fit neatly into this shitty dichotomy. But the contrast goes beyond merely pitting the slut against the virgin as dictated by the movie. It's essentially a dichotomy of personality types. The woman who's happy to play the game, to be smaller, fall in line, get good grades, become a cheerleader, marry a handsome dude in school versus the woman who refuses to play by the rules, who wears tight pants and low cut tops and wants to get her kicks in while she's still young enough to get them. So, yeah, it's even more than pitting our sexualities against each other. It's putting us into the good compliant category or the wild and untamed category as women in general. Neither one is bad, but the patriarchy does all it can to make us think that one is preferable to the other. And I'm sure you can guess which one. And that's because that one doesn't threaten it. She doesn't have the power, or at least she doesn't know she does like Rizzo does. It's easy to watch Grease and dream of being Sandy, of a good girl, of blonde and peppy and poodle skirted and lusted after by track stars and bad boys. It's obvious that the actual real hero of Grease and probably the most realistic one is Rizzo. I just fucking love her like brazen, hickey bearing, bearing man eater persona. She fucks and fights without apology. And what about in real life? Jennifer Aniston versus Angelina Jolie is the one that comes to mind for me and a lot of other feminists. One's the Madonna, Rachel Green, and the other one's the horror wearing blood vials of her husband's blood around her neck. But it was the man and the system of gossip rags and paparazzi who put them into this dichotomy. Throughout the years, these two women actually push back on these labels with Jen taking more Rizzo-like roles in movies like that of a stripper and Angelina doing her UN humanitarian work. When will these men realize that we do not want to be put in either of those fucking boxes? It's just such a fucked up dichotomy to put women in. It pits us against each other. It keeps us down. It rewards women when they keep small and in their place and punishes women who dare to take their happiness and sexualities and bodies into their own hands. It's fucking horrible. And if you ever hear anyone praising the Madonnas or slut shaming the whores, please kindly point out to them what this complex does. It pits us against each other for the patriarchy's benefit and women's sexuality exists on a spectrum. The Rizzo versus Sandy complex in Greece tells women that there are two outcomes for themselves based on how they use and flex their sexuality. The girls who are willing to play the game don't sit on the same side of the cafeteria as the girls who get their kicks. The former get their flying car happy endings and the latter get pregnancy scares. I remember learning this in the church growing up. In reality, nothing could be further from the truth. I tried that flying car happy ending, but there was nothing happy about it. I tried the getting my kicks ending and there was a lot more happiness and no pregnancy scares. Of course, your mileage may vary. And this is this might not be the you know path for everyone. This was my experience. And I just think you should do whatever you want to do. Either way, be in touch with your intuition. Be safe. Leave situations that trigger something in your body because your body cannot lie to you. Your body will always, always, always tell you the truth. Always. And listen to her slash them. In closing, women should never be defined within the context of our sexuality. 
We are not objects of sexual pleasure, but rather autonomous human beings. And sexuality is a spectrum, as I've said many times. The Madonna whore complex is something beyond a man losing overt sexual desire for his wife, his motherly Madonna wife. It's gendered. And you don't hear about women experiencing the same thing with a man. There's no such thing as this complex for men. There's just that George Clooney thing where no matter what their age, they're a daddy or a capital D daddy are always hot and desirable. It's that age old idea that there are girls who are available, even desperate for sex. And then there are good girls who are to be married. Good girls will submit to sex when it's appropriate, but they will never seek it out and they'll never enjoy it. Lilith would hate this idea, right? Now, once again, if you haven't listened to the Lilith episode, I highly recommend that you listen to that one next. It pretty much goes hand in hand with this. The Madonna horror complex is a component of our cultural dynamics that deconstructs women into controllable entities and never in a way that women reap any benefits. And what a fucking tragedy it is for men to be unable to comprehend the complexity of women's bodies and sexualities because they're too fucking preoccupied with ensuring the chastity of the Madonna and too focused on ostracizing the whore. So how do we defeat this, my love? We defeat it by being ourselves and choosing who we will let appreciate us for who we truly are. That's it for this week, my love. Thanks so much for tuning in. Once again, if you are new here, welcome. Please don't forget to sign up for the newsletter. You can do so at reclaimeffingeverything.com. That's reclaimeffingeverything.com. Also, please leave a five-star review on Apple or Spotify, wherever you're listening. As I mentioned, it helps me greatly with the algorithm. And remember, your sexuality exists on a spectrum. Maybe it's one point on the spectrum. Maybe it's the whole damn thing like mine. Own it, live it, love it, and only sleep with people that are worthy of your absolute divine sexual power. Okay, my love? (laughs) Until next week, I love you so much. And girl, fucking power. Power.